Hi guys, I'm Marie. And I'm Maddie. And we are here recording Lost in the Woods. Welcome today. Happy, well, you'll see this on a Monday, but it's yeah. a Sunday. <laughs> it's a Sunday for us, but you will see it on a Monday unless you are a Patreon, and then you will see it early. So happy weekend, early week, whatever you're on. Whenever this airs. Yeah. I hope daylight savings is treating you well. Yes, we are in the throes of daylight savings. You guys should be about a week into it, so hopefully you're surviving. Do you know that you have a 23% more likely chance of dying in a car accident during daylight savings? Because you're tired? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. more fatal car accidents. Here's the thing. It's stupid and we need to get rid of it. <laughs> no, I can't even talk about daylight savings without getting like irrationally angry because I don't like it. It's so dumb. Today, we are going to be covering the case of Kylan Schultz and Crystal Turner. And we have had many, many requests to cover this case. It's kind of a crazy one. Or crazy the way it was found out, the way that... Yeah, yeah. And this case does have some connections to some other cases that we have covered, but we're going to cover that at the end. Now, 24-year-old Kylan and 38-year-old Crystal had been married for just four months, and they were living the van life and stayed mostly in the Moab area. Both women had jobs. So Kylan worked at the Moonflower Community Cooperative, and Crystal worked at the McDonald's in Moab. So both of them having full-time jobs kept them in the area unless they were actually traveling to go camping, which is exactly what they set out to do on August 13 of 2021. So the couple set up their campsite and then they went to Woody's Tavern in Moab where they were seen having drinks. They left Woody's Tavern around midnight and returned to their campsite just before 1 a.m. So on August 15th, both women failed to show up for work. Which was very unusual for both of them. Yeah. And Cindy Hunter, a family friend, went looking for the couple. And then on the 18th, she would find their campsite. Mm-hmm. What Cindy would find at their campsite is that Kylan and Crystal had been murdered. They had been shot multiple times and they were in an irrigation ditch near their campsite. And there was no sign of sexual assault. Their tent was still set up, and their belongings were inside and outside. There was blood, shell casings, and bullet fragments. Police also collected video evidence from neighboring properties. Jeez, they were, like, really violently murdered. Yes. I did not know that. Captain Shan Hawkwell of the Ground County Sheriff's Office said in an interview that there was no danger to the public And that they believe this was an isolated incident. Jesus. I'm sorry. What? This is really violent to not be concerned about. That's all like. Well, not only that, but we are in an area that is crowded. With with, campers. Yes. And there's blood everywhere. But their belongings are scattered all over the place. They're in an irrigation ditch. But how could you ever say at this point that this is an isolated incident? You have no idea. 
No idea. If anything, he should be saying the opposite. We don't know. Please be vigilant. Please be careful. Be on alert. Like, who knows if you haven't even... How could you even find all the camp, the campers out there? Like, dude, I don't even know. I just... I don't even know. It's ridiculous. They had been texting friends days prior that they were dealing with this creepy man while camping in the LaSalle Mountains. This man actually creeped them out so much that they decided to pack up and move sites. Yep. And that's got to be pretty creeped out. And you guys know, Maddie and I have packed up and left our campsite before when we felt uncomfortable. It takes quite a bit to actually get you to like commit to that. Pack your stuff Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Especially once you have your site set up. Mm -hmm. Because they live out of their van. They probably have like their chairs set up. They probably have their tent set up. Like all of that is quite a bit to have to take back down again. Mm -hmm. But Kylan had actually told one friend that if something happened to them, that they were murdered. Jesus. I'm literally never joking around about that again. Because I feel like all the time if I'm like going somewhere on a hike or something like that, or if I think like somebody's following me or something, I feel like I message you all the time and I'm like, hey, if I get murdered, there's like this black truck that's been following me for 40 miles or something. Like, like I've been murdered. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I've literally sent that message before multiple times. This case is scary. I know it is scary. I don't like this. I especially don't like that they were two women out there. I don't like it. I, I don't know. Like it. Now, as time went by on this brutal murder, police are really finding nothing. No clues. No idea what's happening. No idea who killed these women. Just kind of nothing. But when some search warrants would be made public, we would learn a little bit more information. Because I do think that, like, we don't know a lot about the scene of this crime. And I think that it hasn't been released. And that's why we don't know a lot about it. Yeah, well, this case just happened. Super recent, right? Super recent. A search warrant would be made public stating that a Grand County deputy had pulled over a 2009 Subaru Outback with Ohio plates a few hours before Kylan and Crystal were found. So that would probably be after they died, but before they were found, Mm -hmm. right? He had a Utah driver's license, but said that he lived in Moab. The man had also been seen around town, and he was known to sleep in his car and had actually been asked to leave places because he made unwanted advances on women and made people feel uneasy. Red flag. Yeah. The police officer that pulled him over said that he was acting oddly for someone who was pulled over for speeding, which is what he was actually stopped for. Okay. He is not named in the release, but that could be because he was eventually cleared. But kind of a weird, like... This guy gets pulled over. He's acting kind of weird. He's from the same area. When brought in for questioning, he stared vacantly and answered in a noncommittal way. The man had been hired a few days earlier at the Moonflower Community Cooperative. Suspicious. So he literally works at the same place as one of the women. That's the same place as Kylan. Yeah. Yep. 
One of his co-workers there claimed that he said he had heard other people's voices, like heard voices. It's another red flag. There was no indication that he had had any issue with Kylan or Crystal. He said that he didn't even know that they were married, but said that he had seen Kylan with a female acquaintance at McDonald's. Which, remember, is where Crystal Crystal works. works. Now, the couple had often parked their van in the lot at McDonald's, and they were known to sleep there from time to time. There's there's kind of a lot of connections with this guy yeah, that, that are making me uncomfortable. Of... Yeah. So this man, who we still don't know his name, had no alibi for the night that the women were murdered. But he also refused to let police search his van. And when suspicious? Yeah. And when officers went to check the location of the site where he had been camping, they found two blankets and a bloody jacket. How is this man? Innocent? I'm sorry. Okay, wait a second. This is seeming really, really suspicious to me. And this campsite where he was sleeping was on the route that Kylan and Crystal would have taken to get to their campsite. Okay, so um, lock him up. Where is he? Why is he not? So police were able to clear him, and authorities would later announce that the items with blood on them at the site had nothing to do with Kylan and Crystal. So I don't know if that means that they, like, cleared him, cleared him, but he does not seem to be a person of interest at this time. Too many coincidences. Way too many coincidences. So many coincidences. I don't like it. I really don't either. I feel like you're suspicious, sir. I'm sorry. Guilty by association. So in a second search warrant, a phone number registered with AT&T was requested. It says a single Samsung cell phone was recovered at the scene and is currently in evidence. No other cell phones were found, even though the pair was known to use another phone number. Right. So to me, this is a search warrant probably for the phone records of the phone that they found at, at the, the campsite, yeah. right. And the couple was known to text from a number or a cell phone that they did not find at the scene. So they don't know if that was one of their phones, if that had been a temporary phone. They, at this point, don't know that. Okay. A third search warrant was for the video surveillance from Woody's Tavern from August 11th through the 17th. Right. So trying to figure out if the girls had any interaction with them. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they're doing multiple days for safety or because they don't know if they had been there earlier. Or or... to see if there was like a repeat guy in there all the time. Right. Like saw the girls or something like that. Now, at this point, you guys, it has been seven months and we still are no closer to finding the killers of these two women. Seven months and absolutely nothing. Basically, I mean, we have a couple search warrants that have been issued, but they're not really for anything that I feel like is going to help. Or anything that, like, nothing came of anything that they asked for. Right. There are a couple weird connections to this case, which is probably why we had so many requests to cover it. I don't know if you guys have heard about Gabby Petito, but she is one of the connections to this case. So Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito had an altercation near the Moonflower Community Cooperative where Kylan worked. 
And this was on the 12th, two days before the couple is murdered. And this is the altercation where police are called, where Gabby had hit Brian, and they are separated by police. Brian is taken to a hotel. Gabby is sent on her way in the van. Yeah. So weird, super, super weird connection, right? Yeah. So the original, like when I first heard about this case of these women, it was people running rampant with Brian Laundrie killed them too. Right. Like he is a serial killer on a spree. He killed Gabby. Mm -hmm. He killed these women. Like that was when I first heard about their story. one, One of the theories out there was maybe... Brian attacked Gabby and they intervened or something like that. And then he killed them. So if you haven't heard that theory, that is a very strong theory. However, police have said that after examining the electronic transmission evidence, they don't believe that Brian or Gabby were anywhere near these two women at any time. Yeah, they think it was just a coincidence, which... There are a lot of coincidences surrounding the Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito case since it was so deeply, like, searched. There was so much searching done for Gabby. But here's the thing. Like, one of the reasons the police were able to find Gabby was because the public came forward with video and somebody had a video of Gabby's van. This double murder happened in the same area. Right? So, I don't know. Maybe everybody could go back and take another look at their footage from that time. And maybe there's something else on there. I mean, think about it. Like these- I mean, it took months for those guys that saw Gabby's van to realize what they had on their footage. Well, and not only that, but if you remember... They they weren't even the ones that realized it. Somebody who watched their video, their YouTube video sent them a message and said, hey, weren't you guys in this area at this time? You should totally check your footage. And then they did and they found it. Yeah. So I really think that people need to go back and double check. Now, this would have been between, I would say, I would say check between like August 12th and August, how about 11th through the 18th? Same amount of time they got the bar footage for. Perfect. Check your cameras for that day. Check your photos. Check your everything because, I mean. Well, so, I mean, I know for us, when we go on our podcasting trips, we take a lot of footage. We take a lot of videos. We take a lot of photos. A lot of really dumb videos, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of ones that my mom looks back at and is like, why didn't you tell me to sit up straight while I was driving? And I'm like, what the, how would I know that? But like, we take a lot of videos of us like driving into places and stuff. So I feel like that if we were in an area and something like this happened in that area. Oh, I would go through every minute. I feel like the chances, especially like when we were in Joshua Tree, the amount of footage we took, if something happened in Joshua Tree during the time we were there, Guaranteed we got something. I mean, we literally have hours of footage from Joshua Tree. Disgustingly amount. Yeah. There's a disgusting amount of footage from that trip. Oh, for sure. There's we so took much. way too much footage from yeah. that trip. That was our first podcasting yeah. Sorry, trip. Sorry, Patreons, for all the footage on Joshua we Tree. We took <laughs> way too much out there. Because now going on the other ones we've been on, we've realized, well, shit, we took way too much footage that one time. So... Go and check that if you have it. Now, 
Because we have so little information on this case, you guys, I actually, while researching this case, ran into another very similar case, you guys. And this actually occurred in 1996 and is another double murder. Dun, dun, dun. You get a double episode this week. Indeed. But I just cannot believe that that is... Uh, this out of these two women who were pretty violently murdered, shot, left in a retention ditch. This is all that there is out there. That's it. Literally, whatever that ends up being, like fifteen minutes worth of information. Yeah, maybe twenty. That's it. So that may be the end, but we have another episode for you guys also coming out today. And if you click on that one, it's going to be a very similar double murder from 1996. Yeah, and we're only splitting this up so it'll be easier. So you can listen to these two separate if you want to. Right. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you want to hear the very similar case that we're going to talk about, Go ahead and click on over to the next episode. Click right on over to the next episode and you will get to hear that one as well. And at the end of the next episode, we will talk about the connections between the two cases as well. Yes. Okay. Thanks, you guys. And we will see you in the next episode. Yeah. Whenever that is that you make it to that one. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys.